Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, Lord. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've come not to abolish, but to fulfill For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass away from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Please be seated, and the children are welcome forward for time with Miss Priscilla. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So the last time I was here, I was totally going to rat out my little sister. And then I told you uh, that I was going to rat her out, but then I did the same thing, so I couldn't really rat her out. Um, But as I was thinking about the sermon this week, my little sister is just totally awesome. She's... um, uh, three years younger than I am, but she's really great at like calling and checking on me. <laughs> like it's a role reversal. The younger one checks on the older one. Um, but she also calls me uh, because we identify more with each other than my older sister and I do, which is funny. My older sister and I are two years apart. Um, actually, it's like less than that. And we grew up sharing a room, but now my younger sister and I are much more similar to each other. And how we think. So, um, I want to tell you two stories quick about my uh, younger sister and her husband. Uh, they have been married now for two years, uh, and it's uh, awfully fun to come into our family because we're a family of five, three girls, uh, and we were raised. Um, totally called the Smack Sisters, and always sang together. So, like, we're tight. So um, the men who come into our family (laughs) uh, have a very interesting time, um, but we're also just an interesting kind of family to come into. 
Um, that is not to say that we also haven't chose interesting partners uh, to come into our family. That being said, um, so Tom is my brother-in-law. And uh, the funny thing about Tom, uh, like my husband, uh, they, he really loves to cook. And his family cooks amazing food. Uh, our family never grows hungry. Never. Uh, but the funny thing about Tom's cooking is they all cook, we all sit down, we eat, like we begin, and the first thing that Tom will always say, and not only Tom, but his father and his brother, and I think even his mom, is pass the salt. <laughs> and like they cook and they season throughout. I've watched them, it's really fun. But there is salt put on everything. Everything. They even put salt on their ice cream. I mean, you know, salted caramel, you know, whatever. That kind of works, but okay. So that's one of the first things we had to learn about Tom coming into our family. There was always salt, needed to be salt on the table, and we just automatically knew that we were going to pass the salt to Tom. So that's, that's one of the fun things about Tom. Now, I had a really good conversation with uh, my sister Doreen this week. Doreen is a high school choral and general education music teacher in a school district um, where she is one of eight music teachers in the district. Um, and what is very interesting about this district um, in Pennsylvania is uh, they have a really good music program. And so much so um, that they have some really high standards for what they teach. Um, and she teaches general education music, but she also teaches stuff that she and my older sister both learned in college about how to sing. Like all stuff that Heather knows, you know. Um, and at first, um, it can be a bit frustrating for her because there's expectations. We want our educators to have expectations for our children. And sometimes, you know, uh, when you're teaching high school, uh, they like to push against those expectations because, you know, high school is a great age to push against authority and things like that. So this was a particularly difficult week for my sister in dealing with high school students. And as I listened to her talk about some issues that she had, I listened and I thought, and I said, you know, Doreen, I'm so sorry that it was a hard week for you, but here's what I have to say. Part of the problem is this. You're holding them to some high expectations. And I'm grateful. Because if no one holds them to expectations, high expectations, how are they gonna learn to do better? and be who they can be to their fullest. And she was like, oh. And I said, yeah. Like, I'm sorry they're pushing back and they're making things hard, but they need you to do that. Because that means you believe in them, that they can do amazing things. So, I'm so sorry it's hard, but you just keep pushing. And, and you know, you call me and I'll talk to you, but Thanks for holding them to high expectations, because if no one does, how will they learn? 
So it was an interesting week to talk to uh, my sister and to think about uh, my brother-in-law as well. So um, your wonderful pastor uh, last week is so liturgically wonderful that he uh, followed the calendar and we did presentation of our Lord last week. Here's what you missed because you were doing presentation of our Lord. Um, last week, what you missed is that great reading that precedes today's, which is the Beatitudes. Don't worry, you'll revisit it in November because it always shows up again on All Saints Sunday. So don't worry, he'll preach on it later. I just did it twice. But what I want to say about that and why I really want to point this out, part of the Beatitudes and what is coming right before it impacts what you heard today. So what's been happening is that Jesus is starting his ministry. Then he calls his first disciples. Then he starts going out and doing this ministry thing, healing people. People are coming to him, the least, the lost, the little, the lifeless, the forgotten. You know all those that the pastor likes to talk about usually. And he's ministering to these people. And then he goes and gives the Sermon on the Mount. Now, this is a collection of sayings of Jesus. It kind of starts with those beatitudes, the blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, blessed are the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, those who are persecuted, blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. He's talking to the people sitting there. Because chances are, that's most of those people. It's not the people that are, you know, in the bright, shiny clothes and blah, 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 blah. It's the people who are on the margins, who are forgotten, who have harder times that are sitting there with him. Blessed are they. All these things will come to fruition for them. And he continues on, and this is what we get today. You, he's talking to them, talking to us, obviously. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything. But you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one lights a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. And our favorite verse that we carry with us from baptism, in the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. We are the people that Jesus is talking to. The children's sermon, I really could have not preached at all. It was perfect. What are ways that we show what it is to be these people of God that are salt of the earth? Sharing God's word, excellent. 
Sometimes we're not so good at that. That gets us a little uneasy. That's okay. Being kind to others. Mitten tree. Absolutely. I don't know. Some of you follow me on Facebook. Someone posted this this week, and I tell my people this all the time, um, and someone had posted it. Sometimes the best way of showing people evangelism is telling people you're a Christian and then being a decent human being. Because let's just face how not good we are at being decent human beings nowadays and be honest about that, Poppy. Jesus is saying in the Beatitudes and in this, like this whole Sermon on the Mount, all these teachings, that the people that are sitting there, you who are hearing it, this is an already thing. You are already blessed. Even though the world doesn't look at it that way, even though the world thinks you're crazy because you're kind and loving and putting yourself before, behind other people, you're putting other people first, the world thinks you're crazy. Have you ever been, has anybody ever looked at you like you're crazy when you do something kind? When you let someone else go first, they're just like, okay, I'm trying to get out of here. Like, what is going on? Just get in line and let's go. And you're just like, but this person has two up on items. Just go ahead. Y'all been to Aldi? <laughs> we are the salt of the earth. We. And what good are we, even if we come here on Sunday and we put on the show that we're here, and then we leave, and Monday through Saturday, what good are we if we don't show that this made any difference? Jesus is holding us to high standards, is he not? <coughs> Here's the standard piece, people. You are already blessed. I have already blessed you. This is the way the kingdom works. And this is nothing new. The next part, of course, that he went into is saying, the law is there. I haven't come to say that all the things that have come before about how you're supposed to treat the widow, the orphan, the alien, I'm not here to abolish that. Do it now. I have called my people to do that for years, for generations, and I am not abolishing that. It's all good stuff. So keep doing it. Keep doing the loving. Keep thinking of those who are on the margins. It's you, but there's even people who are worse off than you that you need to remember and care for. This is hard standards to be held against some days. Thank God at the beginning we get silence for reflection. I don't know about you, but I need that silence for reflection at the beginning of confession and forgiveness. Because things we have done and things we have failed to do, that one gets a little great. Hmm. But you are already blessed. You are already salt. And Jesus has these high expectations for us. Because if Jesus doesn't have these expectations for us, who is going to? Who is going to help us grow into the beautiful 
human beings that we were created to be. Who's going to hold us to that? He's already done the work for us. He has blessed us beyond our wildest dreams. We've been called to be salt, to be light, to keep showing God's love. He has done it for generations and generations, and we are invited to become a part of that. So friends, may you be like my good brother-in-law. May you pass the salt in who you are. May you pass it and use it liberally. Share the goodness of God's love so that other people know that there's something weird about you. And it's good to be weird because that's who you were called to be at your very essence. A loving, kind, blessed person to share God's love with others. And may you know those high expectations put on you and what a gift they are so that you can grow. Amen. Thank you.